Mike Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Now Live, we'll feature Adam Inks of Tidbits and Take Control Books. Later, we'll hear from security expert Dr. Timothy Summers, and both will talk primarily about this pressing issue of Apple versus the FBI. More to come on the Tech Night Now Live. So, Adam, this is a political football, kind of unexpected, came out of left field. We started talking about it last week, but it seems there's always a new development. So can you bring us up to date? Assuming, of course, that by the time people hear this show, that will be out of date, too. Okay. Let's start Take a deep breath. Yeah, I was going to say, this is, this is definitely one of those deep breath kind of situations. So the first we really hear about this is when Apple puts out one of their infrequent public letters. And it's outlining Apple's stance in this case, which probably people in maybe the mainstream media who made people more attention to the mainstream media would have heard about elsewhere. But those of us in the tech media heard about first from Apple. Turns out that in the San Bernardino terrorist attack case, an iPhone 5C that was provided to the guy who was the, one of the attackers by his employer, the county of San Bernardino, was recovered by the FBI. The guy and his wife both destroyed their personal phones before they were shot and killed. But the FBI recovered this this phone. Like, as iPhones are wont, it was locked with a passcode. And so what the FBI asked Apple to do is to come up with a new version of iOS that could be flashed onto the iPhone's chips, thus replacing the current one. And this new version of iOS would not have the feature that automatically erases the iPhone if the passcode is entered 10 times incorrectly. And this new version of iOS would allow the FBI to do what's called brute forcing of the passcode. So assume it's a four-digit passcode. That means there's 9,999 possible choices. Well, that's easy for a computer to enter. So you know, this new version of iOS wouldn't have any delays or lags or anything else that normally exists to prevent people from just guessing passcodes. So that's the situation. The FBI asks Apple for this special thing. And Apple says, no, we're not going to do it. And here's why. And Tim Cook, the Apple CEO, lays out in this open letter why Apple's not going to do it. And this is a good, this is a pretty good description of what's going on. The core argument that Apple has comes down to the, what's called the concept of backdoors. So FBI is not exactly asking for a backdoor, but a backdoor is code that's built into something like an operating system, like the iPhone operating system, that would allow someone like the government or Apple with a magic key or a master key to unlock everything. So it's that backdoor right in the back of the iPhone that allows you to open it up and take everything out. And Apple has, they are not alone in this, all technology companies and security experts, Apple has this belief that backdoors are a terrible idea. Because when a backdoor exists, it's impossible to keep a backdoor secret. That as soon as the fact a backdoor is, is, is out there, someone's going to find it. And there are people who are pouring through the iPhone 
every, after every new iPhone release, after every iOS release, they're, they're decompiling everything they can get their hands on. They're poking, they're prodding, they're looking for security flaws. And this is big business. Um, one company actually sold, they bought, and then we're going to resell a single security flaw in iOS 9 for a million dollars. They paid a million dollars to a hacker who found it, and they're going to sell it to government and defense contractors. So this is big bucks here if you can find a way into an iPhone. And so what the FBI is asking for is not exactly a backdoor, because it's not built into the I- into iOS, but they're asking for a way to open any iPhone by having a special version of iOS created. Apple is legitimately tremendously bothered by this because that would mean that it wouldn't matter if you're, you know, was one thing if you're a terrorist who's, you know, just gone and shot a bunch of people, then no one's got any sympathy about your privacy. But what if you're an American citizen traveling in a country run by a repressive regime and they capture you and they take your phone and, oh, look, they can break into it because this same thing exists for them too. Once the genie's out of the bottle, you cannot go back. Now, the logic the White House used was to assert that it would only be for this single iPhone and no others, but we're already seeing that come apart. Yeah, I mean, that is a basic lack of understanding of really core technology. This is kindergarten stuff at some level. Once you create a solution that works on an iPhone, it's going to work on all the iPhones that that are the same. The whole point of digital is that it's infinitely reproducible. It acts in the same way. And, you know, you cannot say, oh, it's only going to work on this iPhone because how? Because why? What's different from this iPhone 5C to the next iPhone 5C to the iPhone 5S to this iPhone 6 to the iPhone 6S? As long as iOS works on those and they're making a special version of iOS that same change could be made again and again and again to to keep happening. Now, I think one theory they're using is it could be key to the hardware number, the unique hardware number of that device. But is that even possible? Sure, but... You know, but if you can get the hardware number of that device, who's to say you can't get the hardware number of another device? I mean, you know, the hardware number might be different from device to device, but it's still a piece of information that can be retrieved. Okay, and there's another thing that kind of bothers me is the process here. Now, normally when you do an update on your iPhone, you do it over the air or with iTunes, you have to enter your passcode to get in to accept the upgrade. So how can you feed an upgrade to an iPhone where you haven't given permission for that update to be installed? That's an interesting question. And I do think that some of this falls into the category of a hand wave and it's Apple. In other words, if anyone knows how to put something on an iPhone, it's Apple. They're not going through iTunes. You know, Apple can can talk directly to everything inside the iPhone. They have to be able to do that for testing purposes. So what's normally protected, there's two things that normally protect iPhones in the last couple of years. So starting with iOS 8 and starting with the A7 chip um, that, that is inside um, iPhones, you have something called a secure enclave coprocessor. The secure enclave is this 
really, really special bit of hardware, which is independent of the main processor and handles all of the encryption stuff. And that coprocessor uses a key, uh, a, a security key, that is not actually even known to Apple. It's not known by anyone. That's the whole point of it. So anything that is in the secure enclave is entirely protected from 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 uh, from decryption, and so until we got to iOS eight, we had law enforcement coming to Apple and saying, "I have this unlocked iPhone. What can you do for me?" And Apple said, "We cannot unlock the iPhone because of all these." problems with it racing after 10 tries and everything. But because the information wasn't encrypted inside the iPhone before iOS 8 and before the Secure Enclave, Apple said, we can extract all the data and then decrypt it off the iPhone. And so, but Apple was getting tons of requests for this stuff. I mean, they have, they, they've said they had a dedicated team that was responding to law enforcement requests. Now, and there's one thing I should point out here. Tim Cook said Apple has already met with the authorities and try other ways to recover the data. But there was a problem, and we'll get into it in our next segment, something that the authorities did to that particular iPhone that just made their problems all the more difficult to solve. We have Adam Inks of Tidbits and Take Control Books. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap. But not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com host. Once again, that's technightowl.com host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, 
get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. dot Are you sneezing, coughing, and aching? Do you have a sore throat, a fever, or the sniffles? There's no reason to be sick this cold and flu season with immune system support from Supernatural Silver. Supernatural Silver can give your body the help it needs to fight off harmful pathogens without hurting beneficial gut flora and without leaving behind resistant bacteria. Antibiotics can damage good microflora and often leave behind bacteria which can cause problems later on. If you're sick of being sick, try Supernatural Silver. Supernatural Silver, the number one choice of thousands for a safe and effective way to protect against the many diseases and illnesses that we are facing today. Go to SupernaturalSilver.com, read our customer reviews, and see the life-changing results that people are having. That's SupernaturalSilver.com. SupernaturalSilver.com. Use the promo code PROTECTED for 20% off your entire order. And like us on Facebook, Supernatural Silver. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We have a second version of this show ad-free to offer you if you subscribe to Tech Night Owl Plus at plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com. We charge you a modest subscription fee to get the ad-free version of the show and better quality audio at plus.technightowl.com. We're talking about Apple's skirmish with the FBI, and we haven't even begun to move on that yet. So, Adam Inkst, from what I read... The authorities changed the Apple ID on this phone, evidently. So therefore, what they could have done, which was to grab a backup and see what information they can get from that, they made it impossible. Why they do that? Uh, goodness only knows. I am not a forensics expert. Forensics being, you know, study of these kinds of, uh, you know, crime scenes and whatnot. But my understanding is that with digital forensics... You do not change anything ever because you don't know what you are preventing from happening when you change the thing. So why they would change an Apple ID password, I have absolutely no idea. And the problem with changing the Apple ID password, and this is something I haven't personally run into, but I guess that an iPhone will do an iCloud backup if it is connected to a network it recognizes and has you know has been authorized to do this but when you change the apple id password it needs to be authorized again to to back up even on a network that it recognizes so previously what would have been possible if the fbi had just kept everything the same 
is they could have taken this iPhone presumably back to the apartment and where it, where it had been used or to the guy's work or wherever he'd backed it up and, and just plugged it in and that would have triggered an iCloud backup. And the iCloud backups, because they're on Apple's servers and are fair game for, you know, for Apple to look inside and they, they do that and they've already done that. So that's a very different thing than, you know, than, than decrypting the iPhone itself. Now, I have another question here, and that's the matter of legal precedent. So Apple has to do it, say, and that could come if the Supreme Court eventually rules we have a 4-4 split <laughs> would be no ruling. But if the Supreme Court says 5-3, and we're assuming we're not going to see a new Supreme Court member for a while, they assume 5-3, Apple's got to do it, Apple's got to do it. That's the end of it right there. Apple has no court of last resort. But if Apple is forced to do it, there is the issue of legal precedent. If they're forced to do it here, others will come after Apple and say, okay, now do it for us. And I heard 11 or 12 other cases mm-hmm. are out there. What do you yep. hear? The same thing. Is, is, and there's no question that this is going to keep happening. And part of the problem is that law enforcement doesn't, as a general rule, is not technologically savvy. One of the iPhones that had been sent to Apple during the iOS 7 days, because, oh, can you please extract this backup? It didn't even have a passcode on it. They haven't even, haven't even turned it on and tried it. They could have just turned it on, opened it up, like, oh, look, it's totally open, and used it. They didn't even do that. And so there's a whole lot of going to the, the tech wizards and assuming the tech wizards can do magic. And sometimes from the layperson's level they can, but not at other times. At other times, things are really going to be not possible. And so, with iOS 8 and iOS 9 and the Secure Enclave, Apple made a whole lot of things not possible. They literally are not possible. It's not possible to decrypt this data. The reason what the FBI is asking for is very clever in the sense that they're asking Apple to do something which is possible and is actually would open up that decrypted data or that encrypted data because once you get the passcode right all the data is decrypted so what apple i can imagine has probably already done is they have probably already changed some of the secure enclave code to say that if you detect a firmware change if you detect someone putting a new version of ios on you without the appropriate uh, authorization erase yourself and that so basically what they're doing here is that new iPhones, if they get this update, they will simply be invulnerable. It won't be possible. It may be possible on this particular iPhone because it has no secure enclave. Yes. But this would be the end of it. Apple will set things up so that no matter what the court says, we can't do it, sir. That's, That's it. It's that, impossible. That is the hope. And of course, the interesting thing is what happens when or if anyway, I, I, I fear that it will be a when, a court says, you have to do this, and Apple says it's impossible, and the court says, we don't believe you. you know, the problem is that, that there's already a technical lack of understanding that's going on on the court's level, because they, don't seem, they really don't seem to get the concept that once this thing has happened once, that means it can happen again. In other words, no one but Apple can create a new version of iOS. Yeah, that is one of those things which is which is very hard. But at the same time, you have to believe that, you know, organized crime, foreign intelligence agencies, all of these people want to be able to do this. 
they're willing to pay huge amounts of money. And so, at the point where this becomes possible, not only is Apple in a situation where Apple employees could be bribed, Apple employees could be kidnapped. There's all sorts of bad things that could happen when someone decides they want their own version of this code. Now, also, it's not just the U.S. Once you open this door, China comes in there and says, you want to sell iPhones in China? You give us a backdoor. Vladimir in Russia says, you want to sell your iPhones in Russia? Backdoor. There is total precedent for this. Research in Motion, the makers of the BlackBerry, it's already happened. And they caved to, I think, India. So it is absolutely the case. And so, I mean, Apple has said, you know, this is, we're not doing this for marketing reasons. And I think that is a fair assessment of their intentions. But it is also true that if iPhones were to become vulnerable, that would be a huge business problem for Apple as well. And as you say, if they cannot sell iPhones internationally because, well, you did it for the U.S. government, we know you can do it for us, you know, then that's a huge business problem for Apple. So, so I mean, this is, a, this, is a, this is a fascinating and very, very troubling situation. The thing that bothers me before we go on is that the White House press corps isn't asking the White House this. They're not saying, don't you understand this is digital? Don't you understand that once this is done, other countries will make the same demand of Apple and the house of cards comes crashing down? Don't you understand this? But no one asked that question out of the mainstream media. I have heard so much ignorance. I can't believe it. Oh, it's not a big deal. And I'll ask you this, and I know you have more to say about it. In our next segment, even though the tech companies have by and large gone with Apple and things like Amnesty International, ACLU, Electronic Frontier Foundation have gone with Apple. Bill Gates says, give them the access. More to come with Adam Inks. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Removing bad taste and odor from your drinking water is easy. Removing the bad stuff you don't taste is what ProPure does best. Water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure countertop, inline gravity, and household water filtration products. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Or call 800-544-3533. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the healthy body, brain, and heart pack to the healthy libido pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, 
but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shot the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-403-4885. That's 1-800-403-4885. 1-800-403-4885. Or go to selectquote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at slowquote.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. So I know you were going to start something and you can finish it now, Adam Inks, but (laughs) what about Bill Gates? Where's his head at? All I can assume is, and then my understanding is he's already tried to walk those statements back a bit, but all I can assume is that he doesn't have a technical understanding of what's going on inside the iPhone. I would think a guy like Bill Gates you, would be someone who would. You, you would. All I can say is that, you know, his head is elsewhere. It has been for quite some time. He's, he's, running, the, he's running the Bill Gates Foundation. He's making a huge difference in third world countries in a lot of ways. He's not in the technology world day to day these days. 
So I'm disappointed too. I, I would have expected better from him. The only other thing that I can vaguely think, because I mean, you know, although um, Google CEO Sundar Pichai and uh, Microsoft Satya Nadella both did come out in favor of Apple, um, Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook as well just recently, Satya Nadella was pretty lukewarm. Um, I mean, he retweeted something from his, the Microsoft president and chief legal officer, which was a link to a statement from a group called the Reform Government Surveillance Group saying, we're against backdoors. So it wasn't exactly a resounding endorsement from Microsoft. But Microsoft, remember, has a vast number of government customers. Microsoft is, a, is that's one of their major client bases. And so Microsoft is probably trying to avoid the uh, the PR spotlight. You know, to be fair, Microsoft is fighting a whole number of other fighting the government on a whole number of other cases including the, I believe it's one in Ireland um, to do with, you know, like where cloud data lives and whether or not it can be extradited and things like that. So Microsoft is on the right side of things. They have a very fine line to walk because of who their business customers are. Okay. Then we have a statement from John McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> who's a whole barrel full of nuts. <laughs> okay, this is the guy from McAfee who apparently is running for president as a member of the Libertarian Party. And he says, don't worry about Apple, I'll do it free of charge. <laughs> so, yeah, where to start? I mean, the fact is, is the FBI doesn't really want this done so badly. This isn't, think about this case. The attackers destroyed their personal phones. They were shot to death. We have all the cell records of this work phone. This was the work phone. This was not the personal phone. So unless we assume that they're really, really stupid and did all the interesting stuff on the work phone, which could have been controlled by their employer, uh, by the guy's employer, there's some, and, then, and then somehow failed to destroy it along with the other two phones, it, which doesn't make any sense, it seems improbable that there would be anything tremendously useful in this case. And that's that an interesting thing, too, which is, what if they use WhatsApp, which is an encrypted messaging app from Facebook? Yeah. And so they get into this phone, and there's nothing there. This is a crapshoot. We don't know there's anything there. They're just and, and assuming maybe there is, let's see, but they use WhatsApp. So what do they have yeah. to do? Then sue Facebook? And again, that assumes that that's, that 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 information is 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 you know accessible. The I mean, this is this is the real problem that you run into is that it is not as though from anything that has been said, at least in the mainstream media, and I have not followed this case super carefully, but my understanding is that there's no indication that these people were part of a larger organization. They may have been inspired by ISIS, blah blah blah, but. You know, one of the basics of intelligence cells or terrorist cells is they don't communicate with one another. And because as soon as they communicate, then one of them goes down, they all go down. This is that's just sort of basic stuff. And so, you know, there's, you know, one security consultant has, has written about this in, in detail, but he's like, you know, it just makes no sense there would be any useful information on this phone. But it is a high profile case concerning domestic terrorism. It is the perfect thing for the FBI to wave at Apple and wave in front of a judge and say, look, we need access to the iPhone. So now there's, a, there's another guy named Jonathan Zadarsky, who is a forensics expert. 
and and you know digital forensics expert, specifically focusing on iOS. He really knows what he's talking about, and he makes a really interesting comparison between what are called lab services. So when you say you take an iPhone to John McAfee or some person who actually can do something, and you say, help me get the data off this phone. And that's a one-time deal. And that's sort of what Apple's done in the past with iOS 7, where they extract the data from, from a, a locked phone. So lab services is, is a one-off, and you just provide the data to the government and move on. But what the government is asking for here is they're asking Apple to build them a tool. And Jonathan Zdarsky points out that in the, in the legal world, a this, is, this would be called what, what's called an instrument. And there's actually significant rules surrounding instruments. They have to be verified. They have to be tested. They have to be confirmed by outside parties. And they are, in essence, public. He, I mean, as a forensics expert, he's done both of these things. So he, this, is not, you know, this is not like speculation or something. This is his life at living. And so he says, you know, for Apple to create an instrument that does this would in essence, give the keys to the kingdom to everyone. Because once it's out there, any podunk sheriff's department can, can have it. And if any podunk sheriff's department can have it, you can damn well bet that every secret service from every country on the planet has it, as does the mafia and you know every bit of organized crime out there. Why wouldn't you? Now, and I have a question here, that's too. That's just huge. I have a question here, too, which is... You kind of raised briefly before, but this is a comment that came from a conservative columnist, Dr. Charles Krauthammer. Okay, now he comments in conservative newspapers and Fox News, but he made one point which kind of conveys a message you already presented, which is what if instead of demanding Apple produce code and deliver it to the FBI, you hand them the phone and say, we don't care how you do it. Go recover this information in whatever way you think you can. Send us the data. You can keep the phone. You could destroy the phone. It doesn't matter. Just do what you do. And that way they could basically have no record of what they did. Destroy everything. Of course, it doesn't mean that an Apple employee can't figure it out and sell what they learned. But that's right. the possibility here. Give it to them like a black box. You get the information. You give it to us. The phone is yours to do as you wish. We don't care how you do it. It, it, it. it runs into exactly that problem. That once the non-trivial amount of expert information and Apple intellectual property and signing certificates and things like that have been used to create this, that means, that means it is reproducible. And whether it's that specific code or those employees, it doesn't matter. It's, it, you know, it, is, it is no longer a theoretical possibility. And the thing here is, too, we don't know how iOS is designed and how long it would take Apple to develop a tool of this nature. It wouldn't be a week. It wouldn't be two weeks. It may be a month. Who knows how long it'll take? It may be fairly simple. It may be fairly complicated. Yeah, there's just, there's no telling. But I mean, I guess the thing that, you know, just to, just imagine, you know, if you keep in mind, the people who, the, the bad guys out there, don't, aren't necessarily interested in being subtle. You know, once, if Apple is forced to do this, and 
there are people out there who can figure out who's on the iOS team or who might have been had a role in this. What is to stop? What is to stop kidnappings? What is to stop briberies? What is to stop you know all sorts of truly awful things? And so basically, what you'd have to do here is any member of Apple's iOS team, any executive, could be kidnapped. They'd have to yes. have security guards or someone to protect them because if they're captured and they say, we will kill you if you don't give us this back door, right. what happens then? And or that family, is not something that members. comes in. That's not part necessarily of a TV show. Yeah, it, It's not NCIS Los Angeles. It could happen. We have Adam Inkst. More happening on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. 
To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. you know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. So I have Adam Inks of Tidbits and Take Control Books talking about Apple versus the FBI. The point raised here. Even if we follow Dr. Krauthammer's suggestion, give it to Apple, let them figure it out, that would make Apple employees vulnerable. Anyone theoretically involved in working on iOS, from Tim Cook on down, they would probably have to have private security details because everyone would be after them. Is that possible? You know, the fact of the matter is that this stuff can get very ugly, you know, and I think the, you know, when you're, when you're working at the level of million dollar jailbreak hacks, that's one thing, you know, million dollars, probably not worth, probably, 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 that's probably a good deal to not like have to get into criminal, criminal activity, but that's a short term win. You know, Apple's going to find that 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 bug, and they're going to fix it, and that hack is going to go away. But if you're talking about something that could get into millions of iPhones, you know, then the win is so great for some of these people. Who knows what level they would go to? Now, I wonder something from based on what you said, and that is if the FBI and Apple quietly worked out a deal here, you wouldn't know it's been done. If you didn't know this was happening, if you didn't know Apple was doing this, nobody'd be the wiser and you wouldn't have that problem. But now that it's part of a public issue. And Apple tried to keep it quiet. That's why this is not about the phone. This is about the FBI. So what was made very clear was that Apple tried to have this request kept under seal. The government made it public. And so that's the smoking gun, to excuse the analogy, in why it's not about the iPhone, why it's about PR and getting, making Apple look bad and or get, you know, getting into the iPhone security. There's a Reuters story that says 
U.S. sought data from 15 Apple iPhones in the last four months. Yeah. Oh, boy. It just, it just keeps going. There's got to be no end of this. I mean, Apple sold how many hundred million iPhones? Lots of criminals have them. You know, this is, of course, their iPhone is going to be used for, for all of these things. And it's not like the, a lot of this data isn't available elsewhere, but it's so tempting for law enforcement. All this stuff wrapped up in this nice little package. And if only they could decrypt it, only they could open it and unlock it. Who knows what might be in there? And in fact, they might know everything that's in there already or be able to figure it out from other ways. But it would make their lives so much easier if they could just waltz right into that phone, know exactly where the person was, because let's face it, some of that data is in there. If that person uses Google, for instance, Google can track you know, where, where you've been and make sure you can know where you've been. But you know, that's the sort of stuff that, that you know, isn't just generally accessible unless you have the person's phone. All so, right. Now, the other thing, of course, is maybe they have a Google account. You can check their Google account. There are other ways to get a lot of the information. Certainly the cellular records are available, so they know yep. the people they telephone. They could go after those people and say, and you you talked to this particular party six times yep. in the last four hours before this thing. Well, that may be a matter of suspicion. There's a lot of information that can be obtained without having to get this encrypted data. And this encrypted data, do you think, once again, using the company iPhone, they would dare put anything on their incriminating after destroying their own phones? Just seems so unlikely that the FBI is trotting out the fact that the the iCloud backup hadn't happened in six weeks as an example of, oh, he must have been trying to hide something. But I don't know about you, but it seems to me that uh, um, the... The, the likelihood of people backing up reliably as an indication of anything <laughs> is kind of weak. Now, you people, say, you see here, folks, if you watch a TV show like CSI Cyber, where they use former hackers to decrypt things, there they will get the answer in 43 minutes and 50 <laughs> seconds every week, plus the closing credits, whatever the it FBI is. FBI should go after them. Right. But the key being here is on TV. In the movies, they'll figure out a way. But in the real world, it's very complicated. And when the government authority is a screw-up, does dumb, stupid things, that's worse. But then, of course, to make it even more confusing, we have the political football. So we have Donald Trump saying, boycott Apple. I'm not going to use Apple products anymore because they won't do this. How dumb can you get? Yeah, uh, apparently pretty dumb. You know, boy, if I were a, if I were a politician, I'd want to use the most secure phone I could get my hands on. Wouldn't you? In case there was something that was incriminating and your phone was stolen and oh, look, the security isn't that good and now that now now the the opposition knows everything about you. I think I'd want the most secure phone on the on the planet. <laughs> and at the moment, that's an iPhone. Um Obviously, it won't be if Apple has to has to acquiesce to this deal, at least until Apple manages to you know to block this particular approach. But no. you know, I mean, I mean, that's the question: What happens if Apple loses and they have to do this? I, you know, all I can assume is that Apple is trying really hard to imagine every possible attack, including ones that only they can do, and make them impossible. 
because that's the only thing that's going to stop this. It's the only way. Then Apple could say, you can't recover encrypted data. We can't either. Good luck. Yep. So sorry. You know, give us a subpoena and we'll pull out the, pull out the iCloud backups for you. You know, that's, that's, that's the trade-off. You know, that if you're going to store some, if you, if you want the privacy, you know, you, you, you can have the privacy, but if you're putting backups anywhere, then those are vulnerable. Um, obviously, they can be encrypted if they're iTunes backups, but if they're iCloud backups, they're on Apple servers and Apple's the party who is legally responsible for them and they will respond to a subpoena or a warrant. So, you know, that is, it just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it. It's a little like when Apple added activation lock. You remember that? So, so the you know early on until iOS seven, I believe, if an iPhone was stolen, you could just factory reset it and start using it again. And so with iOS seven, Apple finally, because the the cell phone companies wouldn't do anything, sort of sort of made sense for them to do it. Um, the Apple finally added its activation lock thing, where an iPhone is stolen, you can't erase it unless you know the Apple ID password that goes with the phone. And that overnight made the iPhone far less compelling as a, as a theft. You know, why would you steal an iPhone if you're not going to be able to use it? And I haven't seen statistics, recent statistics on it, but the thefts dropped right away because, well, you know, thieves aren't stupid. They're not, you know, once the word gets out that you can't sell one of these things, they're going to stop stealing them. And it's the same thing, you know. You, you got you have to, the technology can prevent certain kinds of social or 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 legal problems from occurring. And also, I think this entire legal action has served notice to terrorists everywhere that there's a possibility that Apple could lose, and thus we should be even more careful about how we do this. One of the other big mistakes that everyone's making, you alluded to this when you were talking about WhatsApp, unbreakable encryption software is basic math at this point. It is not hard to create. And there's actually a fair amount of it out there. Not hard to create, not hard to distribute, not hard to use. And so I'm not saying, you know, oh, you know, this is, this is a huge problem, um, in the sense that if Apple, you know, if the iPhone general security becomes breakable, then people are going to switch, and that's somehow different. It's more that it makes it it makes it futile to to compromise Apple's security because they will switch to something else that is not breakable. You know that that you know again any bad guy who's 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 sufficiently smart about this stuff is going to use something which is known to be known to be secure. And the one thing we learned about ISIS is that amongst other things, they are very savvy about social media, which is one reason why they recruit more people to give up their lives to work with them. They're savvy, therefore they know about all this stuff. Yes. We don't yes. have to tell them. We have to tell you that we've got Adam Inks of Tidbits and Take Control Books. Later on, Dr. Timothy Summers, security expert. This is the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today.
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Are you tired of the cold this winter? Are you prepared for the next blizzard or snowstorm? What will you do when the power and heat go off? That could be our future. Fortress Clothing's Bug Out Bag with our head-to-toe solution is your one-step answer to survival in the cold. It doesn't expire. It doesn't go bad. It's lightweight and mobile. And it doesn't just sit on the shelf waiting for an emergency. You can use Fortress today. Be warm and comfortable if you or your family work in the cold. Be warm and comfortable while you play, hunt, fish, camp, ski, paraglide, go sledding with the family, or just shovel the walks. You will never be cold again. FortressClothing.com is the answer. Your emergency preparedness solution to the cold. Your solution to working or playing in the cold. Visit us at FortressClothing.com and enter RADIO. Buy now and receive your 20% off discount. You will never be cold again. FortressClothing.com. It could save your life one day. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So with Adam Inc.'s tidbits and take control books, in large part, we're focusing on Apple versus the FBI. Now, long or short of it is, sometime this month, before the month of February is over, Apple has to respond to the magistrate's order, <laughs> which is just the first part of the process. Then they have to have a hearing, and they can have an appeal, and they can go up the ladder. So, yeah. so where does it end up? Well, probably ends up at the Supreme Court. Simple fact of the matter is that so, unless the government sort of sees the light and says, oh, well, we didn't mean it, at some point, and doesn't appeal whatever happens, then it's going to end up at the Supreme Court. What I don't get about this is that this is not an obviously partisan issue. I don't quite understand him. And like, you have Donald Trump going on about how, you know, he's, he'll never buy another Apple device or something. But I think Rush Limbaugh was defending Apple. You know, so it is not... It just, you know, and, and, and certainly conservative interests are, are usually much more dubious of government sticking its nose into corporate business, which is exactly what's happening here. Even Bill O'Reilly said Apple should just open it, but he's totally ignorant of technology. He hasn't and, a clue. And on the liberal side... Well, there's there's you know more more belief in regulation and government having a role in business. There's also a pretty strong belief in privacy. You know that that's one of the things that that you know that you know that's one of those kind of human right things. So 
I just don't understand. I, I don't have a feel for how this might play out in the Supreme Court. Obviously, once you're you know in, in appellate courts, it probably depends hugely on who the judges are, and that's not not known until the cases cases actually come up. And that's uh, a big complicated issue too. Where does it go? I would think the circuit court, federal circuit court that serves Northern California, and they tend to be, I think, more liberal judges there. But even then, I don't know that we can predict how they're going to react. Just because one magistrate judge says Apple has to give it up, they could say, in the interest of the many as opposed to the few, we rule against the FBI. If the FBI loses... It's a crapshoot to go to the Supreme Court because you don't know whether it's going to be a 4-4 tie or what. I, I can't say that it would be a 4-4 tie because it doesn't easily break down along those lines like so many things seem to these days. So, you know, it's not one of those ones where you can just say, oh, that's a Democrat versus Republican issue. You know, we're just seeing too many people breaking in weird ways. I mean, you know, again, the Obama administration you know, nominally very liberal, but they're the ones who are going after it. Um, and, uh, you know, and then you say you've got, you know, Bill O'Reilly against it and, you know, Apple or Rush Limbaugh for it. And I, I, you know, I can't keep track of the players without a scorecard at this point. And so I don't know that one, anyone could even begin to call a Supreme Court case that might hinge on this kind of thing. And also it's a matter of time. I mean, anything they might have gotten from that phone becomes older and older and less valuable as time passes. Because right now the terrorists know we're looking into that phone. So if there's anything there, they know, and therefore they will do what's necessary to protect themselves. So by the time we deal with six months or a year down the pike, where a final decision might be made, it's going to be useless. And that assumes there's anything useful there at all. That assumes there's anything useful to be had. That there's so many assumptions that these two, these, this couple was somehow in touch with a larger terrorist organization and that these people, the, that those people didn't immediately disappear after the event itself happened because, you know I mean, if they knew that they were potentially compromised by being in touch with these people, of course they were going to disappear. They'd be idiots not to. And, you know, while you can never count out the idiot factor, there's a certain level of, you know, you, you, you just, there's just no way of knowing and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that there would be tremendously interesting information like, ooh, on the phone that, that these two whack jobs from San Bernardino County had is the location of the leader of ISIS in three weeks. You know, I mean, that's the movie plot. But that doesn't make any sense. These people didn't know anybody or know anything as far as anything that's been reported. So why are we assuming that this phone has something on it that could be as useful as the location of the ISIS leader in three weeks? That only happens on 24 or Homeland. Yeah. 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 You know, as I said, it boggles the mind. And that's why, I mean, again, I really believe this is not about the phone. This is about the FBI's campaign to break iPhone security. Let's remember, the head of the FBI was already coming down on finding a way to get data from these phones. Oh, totally. They they use this as a device, hoping that there'll be enough foolish people out there who go along with it. Now, to make matters worse, 
a slight majority of the general public believes Apple should give it up, according to a Pew Research poll and also a survey monkey poll from USA Today. It's like 51% in favor. The other thing I noticed was on one of these polls, Android users were more inclined to say Apple should give it up as opposed to iOS <laughs> users. You know, I can guarantee that as soon as Apple loses this case, if they were to lose this case, that Google's next under the firing line. I mean, come on. You know, it, as soon as Apple goes down, it's going to be Google and Google and all the Android uh, devices and the Samsung and, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. And then it's going to be the Microsoft phones. It's, it's going to be everybody. That as soon as they've got precedent on this, they are going to hit it hard. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just crazy. But, yeah, I mean, I guess there was a really, really funny interview that John Oliver, uh, I think it was, uh, it's like a year ago now, maybe. Um, John Oliver actually flew to Russia and did an interview with Eric, with Snowden. Um, and uh, and the really funny thing he did that I thought put the whole thing in perspective was because Snowden was going through all of these all of these government programs, NSA programs that you know we're going to spy on people and this and that and the other thing. And John Oliver kept saying, "So will that let the government see your junk? You know, if you've, if you've taken nude pictures, will that let the government see your junk?" And uh, and Snowden's like, "Yes," <laughs> and it just keeps going like that. But that's kind of what it comes down to is you don't think you have anything to hide, but basically, you know, all those pictures you've taken on your phone, those are fair game as soon as this kind of stuff is broken. And they're fair game to everyone in sight, not just the NSA. They're fair game to the local podunk police. If your phone is in any way interesting in a case. So if you use the words pot or marijuana or hashish or cocaine even in jest they may start doing search warrants on you there's just no telling and so you know the one of the things that i think comes up here is the level to which pr privacy is a right do you have a right to privacy and that is in as actually there's a site constitution.org or something like that, which actually compares constitutions of different countries. And the U.S. does not, the U.S. Constitution does not actively say anything about privacy. There's uh, the Fourth Amendment, um, I think, that talks about, you know, search and seizure and stuff. That sort of has been taken to imply privacy, but it does not explicitly state it. But a lot of other constitutions really explicitly state that privacy is, is, a, is a basic human right. Well, part of the issue with the Constitution is remember when it was written and think about what's changed since then. Now, one of the arguments that people like about Justice Scalia is he was looking for the so-called originalist interpretation. What did they mean in the early days when the Constitution was written? But how does that address gay rights? How does that address voting rights for everyone, not just those who are the white slave owners? It's a different time. You can't do that. I don't think. Of course, now people who love Justice Scalia will come down at me. We have Adam Minks for one more segment of the Tech Night Out Live.
Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Sciatica, lower back pain, hip pain, poor posture. If you suffer from any of these problems, get ready to relax. Introducing an amazing product that's been in the market for over 25 years, the Sacro Wedgie. It was invented by a football coach using a common sense osteopath technique. He created this device to help his athletes by isolating and supporting the sacrum, which is the keystone of our anatomy. This wedge-shaped bone is in the center of our hips, where a lot of pain starts. Simply relax 20 minutes daily on the amazingly simple Sacro Wedgie and let gravity do the work, helping muscles rebalance and start releasing nerves. Sit in the sacro wedgie at the computer or while traveling to help correct posture to finally help relieve those stubborn aches and pains for only $33.95. It's made in the USA, so click the family-owned website at sacrowedgie.com, spelled S-A-C-R-O-W-E-D-G-Y.com, or call 1-800-737-9295. That's 1-800-737-9295. Relax your back pain away with the sacro wedgie. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait you can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. This is Dan Pillett. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com.
we'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. This is the Tech Night Owl Live. I'm Gene Steinberg. He's Adam Inks of Tidbits and Take Control Books. We're talking about what could be an assault on your freedom, which is the FBI trying to open the door with a backdoor ordering Apple even though the justification may not be completely there. And I am interested in seeing how Apple responds to this in their court filing, because it's not going to be just one paragraph. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very complicated, very nuanced. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. Yeah, And I don't think anybody predicts what a judge will do. There's just no telling. And the worry is that so much such a level of technical knowledge is necessary. And you could be a fine judge, just like you can be a fine police officer without being technically savvy. Now, in theory, a judge used to deciding cases in the Silicon Valley might be more tech savvy, but that's a very loose theory. Yeah, I mean, probably better than other places, but who knows? And a lot of times uh, the venues are chosen fairly specifically, which is why like all the, all the intellectual property cases are in East Texas, because you know, there's a court there that is particularly friendly to that kind of, uh, that kind of, uh, of case. So, but I, yeah, I can't predict that. I don't know what, what uh, might cause one uh, jurisdiction to apply over another. And, you know, and again, I don't know what's going to happen if, you know, you know, if, again, if the, the court does this, you know, what are they going to say when, you know, England does it? You know, the UK, well, they're kind of our friends. That's okay. Oh, Australia, they're friends too. Sure. Um, well, you know, what about, um, you know, what, what about, uh, you know, well, you can jump, to, you can jump quickly to Russia or China. You know, on on the far end of things, what if those countries are, you know, putting Apple through the same kind of legal ringer? You know, is the U.S. government happy about that? I mean, this is something I, I was going to mention earlier and I'm totally, totally spaced on. It's actually illegal to export, or has been, I haven't checked on it recently, certain levels of encryption software. And that was something that the U.S. basically said it would, you know, for a long time, this would be a huge problem if other countries got this level of encryption software. And I think that went away because they realized just how, how silly it was to, you know, try to, try to restrict knowledge like that. But, you know, that's the same kind of thing. You know, you, if, you wanna, if, you, if you aren't going to restrict it because you can't, you know, the same genie is in the same bottle all over the world. It's another issue that's not being mentioned. The people who criticize Apple the most are just not thinking it out. Think about how in the world, how the heck you can restrict it to one iPhone. They yeah. don't understand. Well, they'll destroy the data. Right. And how secure is the U.S. government's servers? <laughs> Forget about all the debates over Hillary Clinton's private server that might be more secure, actually. Think of the State Department servers. Think of the IRS. You really think that every hacker in the world isn't going to be looking at FBI servers just to see what happens if this were to go down? 
You know, we haven't heard from one group yet. I wonder what, what site Anonymous would be on. Let's bring them. They're, they're a full, full bore wild card. <laughs> Let's play them in the, in the whole game. What's happening on the dark web? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. It's just, I guess what I see as troubling is that I don't see this as being enough of a win, even in the, sh- in the short term, it's not enough of a win. I mean, let's imagine, for instance, that this happened after 9-11. That's a different story. You know, you've got active things still going on. You've got unresolved, you know, you don't know what, what happened. You don't, you know, you're trying to figure all this stuff out. That's a situation where um, it's, you know, you really, really can't, um, it, it's really hard to resist. But this one just doesn't seem to have those kinds of undertones. This is people going postal, basically. You know, to use a poor analogy because poor postal workers, I mean, why should they be singled out? But, you know, there are horrific shootings at at places of employment. That's what this was. They just happened to be Muslim. Maybe they were inspired by ISIS in some form or fashion, but they went and shot up their employers. And that's different. And, you know, what kind of a, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's, the problem is you keep you keep wanting to say the same things because isn't it obvious that? Uh, but but you know it really does seem to be the situation where it's ironic in some ways that we have for-profit corporations being the primary bulwark in our privacy. Now, Tim Cook suggested they set up a commission, maybe a government commission, to look into this matter and allow cooler heads to prevail to come up with a solution. But I think that's kind of shooting the can down the road here because the issue has to be resolved now. You either let them have the data or you don't. There can't be a halfway point. Well, that's an interesting question. If so, if Tim Cook is suggesting it, maybe maybe he's actually happy to kick the can down the road because he knows that iOS 9.3 or whatever is going to make sure this never happens again. And the other thing here, too, is once you have a commission, there's a high chance nothing ever comes of it because a commission will last for several (laughs) years. There'll be changes in administration, changes in Congress, changes in executive makeup with different companies. So even if Tim Cook and the basic Apple crew are there through the few years of this, they know this will never become an issue. Once it's in the hands of a commission... Some local law enforcement authority can't say we need it now. Well, no, it's being considered by this commission. You got to wait. And even after they make a decision, then what do you do? You make legislation. How long does that take to pass a law based on their recommendations? So this is a way to not just kick the can down the road, but to just toss it into places where it will never be found again. Well, I think there's, there's one thing that we haven't talked about is that there's actually a funny level of reason. Uh, you know what the what what the uh, FBI is using to it uh, to request this of Apple is something called the All Writs Act, which was passed in 1789, and it is tremendously general. It basically says that courts can ask for anything they want if there's sufficient reason. And there's actually for, you know, in the way that it's been used in modern times, because it actually is used for these surveillance-related cases, and in fact, it's been used against Apple. There's four requirements. So, first requirement is that no other statute or, or rule applies. So, in other words, if there's no law surrounding this situation, 
you can fall back on the All Writs Act. We don't have a lot of time left, so go through it quickly. Okay. Um, second one is that it has to be a third party. Apple is a third party. The third one is it has to be extraordinary situation, probably extraordinary. The fourth one is it cannot be an unreasonable burden. And that is a big question. We have if- other questions, but no time to ask them. <laughs> Adam Inks, where can we find more of your stuff? Um, well, we're writing about this, uh, and we'll probably keep doing it at tidbits.com. And uh, for those who actually want to learn more about security and privacy, we have a pair of books on uh, take control of your online privacy and take control of security for Mac users. So uh, take those, check those out at www.takecontrolbooks.com. We'll continue our security discussion with Dr. Timothy Summers in the next segment. Adam Inks, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Nice to see you, Gene. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Removing bad taste and odor from your drinking water is easy. Removing the bad stuff you don't taste is what ProPure does best. Water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure countertop, inline gravity, and household water filtration products. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Or call 800-544-3533. I'm Jesse Gonzalez, Vice President of Kmart. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies in the United States or that survivors can face a lifetime of serious health problems? But you can help. Join me in Kmart for the March for Babies Walk. We'll work together to raise funds for research and programs that help the marginalized fight premature birth and birth defects and improve the health of moms and babies. Start your team today at marchforbabies.org. You're fired. According to the Small Business Administration, 75% of small businesses plan to eliminate jobs or reduce workers' hours to part-time. You're fired. According to Gallup, the unemployment rate recently jumped to nearly 9%, and the underemployment rate hit a staggering 17.9%. You're fired. One out of three young adults and one out of two recent college graduates are underemployed. Hello, I'm Keith Abel, a pharmacist and a home business entrepreneur. In 2011, I became one of those statistics myself. Instead of looking for another job in corporate America, I joined Dr. Joel Wallet, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. We're creating steady incomes for ourselves and would like to show you how to do the same. If you want to supplement your current income, replace your income, so you don't have to become one of the statistics, then give me a call toll-free at 866-257-3105. 866-257-3105. You're fired. Don't wait till you hear those words. Start creating an extra income today. 866-257-3105. Attention citizens. This man has received national attention for accurately predicting every major financial trend, including the market crash of 2008. His name is is Harry Dent. And in his newly released book, he is making even bigger and bolder predictions that have the potential to devastate the world economy and your personal wealth. You can get a free copy of Harry Dent's bestseller, The Demographic Cliff, containing never-before-published information by simply visiting www.harrydentresearch.com. Again, that's www.harrydentresearch.com. You pick up the receiver with your heart racing and sweat dripping from your forehead. You finally muster the courage to dial the number to call into your favorite talk radio show. It rings once, twice, and then... Hello, it's GCN.
ESPN. What's your name and the state you're calling from? Surprised you got through, you squeak out. Jason from Minnesota. Please hold. As you patiently wait for your turn, you begin to daydream about being a famous talk radio host and what it would be like to have your own show. Jason from Minnesota, you're up. Millions of loyal listeners worldwide waiting to call and talk to you. Caller, are you there? Cheering crowds surround you, calling out your name. Jason! Jason! Going once, twice. Okay, we gotta move on to the next caller. You blew it. Huh? Wait, no! Interact with the hosts you're listening to right now online at GCNlive.com. Click on the community link. Engage with other listeners. Ask questions. Start debates. Don't agree with a host? Let them know. Be a part of the community at GCNlive.com. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad. But boy, was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We have security guru Dr. Timothy Summers here on this portion of the Tech Night Owl live and front and center is Apple's dispute with the FBI. They want Apple to develop, I guess, a version of iOS that would allow them to defeat brute force protection and limits to get into this iPhone 5C. Can you give me the background of this? Is all this enhanced encryption, particularly on iPhones, but also on Android phones, the outgrowth of the Edward Snowden affair? Well, well, let's be clear. I mean, in actuality, this has really been a case that's been going on for a long time in terms of uh, encryption on smartphones. And so it's, it's not necessarily a, an outgrowth of the Snowden event, although the Snowden event has, has added to it for sure. You know, if you think back to the 90s, right, one of the problems that we had was that uh, at that time, back in 99, for example, you know, Microsoft Windows was the operating system that was most desired and everyone had, but there was a problem. There were a lot of security vulnerabilities. And if you recall, the government really gave Microsoft a hard time about having insecure software or software that was not secure. So here we are, fast forward today, now we have companies producing software that is, that is more secure and devices that are more secure. And actually, even back in 99, the thing that happened with Microsoft was Microsoft servers were being used to host websites for the Army. Those websites were hacked. And then guess what? The Army moved from those Windows servers and moved over to Mac OS servers. <laughs> so quite fortuitous how that works out. So this has been an ongoing conversation and debate for a long time. Now, when they say that the contents of the iPhone are encrypted, to what extent? How so? Well, in this particular case, what we have is the, the, the real situation here is it's not about, um, uh, it really isn't even about the encryption per se. So 
the person who who the phone belonged to, we're talking specifically about Saeed Farouk, who was one of the San Bernardino uh, shooters. Uh, he and his wife carried out that horrific act. But anyway, the phone is his, and so or was his rather, and so he has a passcode on it that when your phone. You have an option, of course, on the iPhone where you can encrypt everything that's on the phone. And so putting in the passcode uh, assists with that decryption process, or at least gets you into the phone uh, and into the encrypted data. My understanding here is this is actually a work phone supplied by his employer to him, but he actually had a personal smartphone, but that smartphone was destroyed. It was destroyed, exactly. He and his wife destroyed a series of devices. And, and the, the work phone was still intact. Now, and, and that actually brings us to a whole other conversation uh, altogether, because we could be asking the question about why, was San Ber- why did the San Bernardino County phone not have mobile device management on it, um, mobile device management software, which, of course, would have completely mitigated this entire conversation altogether. Now, that uh, but- management means that they can regain control of that device whenever and wherever they want. Exactly. And not only just that, they would be able to actually monitor what the employee does with the phone. Now, uh, the other thing that surprises me is the authorities, once they get the phone, what did they do? They changed the Apple ID. So suddenly the normal backup, say, to iCloud that might have helped them retrieve some of this data, it was impossible. Why did they do that? Right, right. Well, I, I think this is a perfect example of, you know, the FBI really you know, doing what they thought they needed to, uh, you know, to try to facilitate their investigation. But really, there, there are a few things that they've done, particularly in this case, where I think that they really were not sure how to, how to proceed. And it's not that they don't have the, tech, the technical expertise to, uh, to do a lot of this. I think that some of these things were, uh, were afterthoughts, to be quite frank. But in this particular case, the thing that we're mostly talking about here is that the FBI wants Apple to make it uh, to bypass the, uh, the the mechanism in the device that delays input of codes if you get them wrong. So, for example, we've all had that situation where maybe you put in the wrong passcode a couple times. Well, with Apple products, a few things can happen. You have the option, as the owner of a device, to set it up in such a way that if the wrong code is put in 10 times, the device will lock. It'll basically brick the phone. Uh, it'll, it'll brick the phone, deleting all of the contents and everything. However, that's an option that we're not sure is, is enabled on this device. So okay, FBI, that makes it even more interesting here because there's no way to find out. It's a crapshoot. It's you- a crapshoot, exactly. So, so the FBI wants Apple to create some software uh, or at least they want them to create a bypass that will essentially bypass that total passcode insertion mechanism altogether. So, so basically give us the ability to brute force the phone where we can put in as many passcodes as we want without any delays. I mean, we've all seen this situation with Apple products where if you put in a passcode wrong you know, a couple times and it says, okay, now you can't put in a passcode for another three minutes. Uh, and then it, it, that time, that delay time increases the more and more you get the password wrong. Um, I myself have even had a, uh, an iPad <laughs> where uh, my nephew had tried getting into the device and got the code wrong so many times 
that it said, yeah, well, the next time you can try putting in a passcode is over 9,000 years. <laughs> so, so the FBI is trying to get Apple to uh, write them a bypass to get past uh, that so that they can put in um, as many of the potential passcode combinations as possible. Now, I asked this question of some of our other guests, and maybe you have a better answer, and that is normally when you upgrade the operating system on an iPhone, you first have to log in with a passcode, and then you're able to accept the download. So obviously here we have a black box. You can't do anything to change the settings. You have to treat it as just something that cannot be controlled. How do you push a software update under those circumstances? Can you? Yeah, so in in this particular case, uh, you can't push a software update to this device. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not uh, even getting updates. I mean, I, and, and well, and they're not. Inter- they don't want it to get any updates. To be quite frank, I mean, that's not even something that they're particularly interested in it getting because they want to keep it in the current state that it's in, um, and that's how it's most valuable to them. Okay, so how do they update the software to defeat all these restrictions? Well, there's a couple different things that, you know, Apple, you know, could do, right? I mean, I, I recently even uh, took a look at um, a couple analysis that some of my colleagues have proposed. And one of the ones that I, I thought, uh, and, and I'm by no means a, a Apple expert per se, but one of the things that I saw that was quite interesting was, um, you know, creating a, a RAM disk that's signed by Apple, right, um, using their production cert or certificate, rather. And then um, using that to get into the phone. Uh, so that was still, though, I mean, this whole thing, I mean, at that point, they're talking about, uh, you know, mucking around with the firmware files, right? So, I mean, still at that point, you're talking about writing a bypass to your own software. And that's the issue that Apple has with this whole situation, is that they would essentially be writing a bypass to all of the security mechanisms that they wrote into the device, all right, so we assume Apple will find a way to do it. Now, yeah, they, I mean, they've got a couple of different ways that they can do it. I mean, technically, it is possible, for sure. I mean, there's a way to do it for that specific phone um, as well. But, you know, Apple's, you know, Apple's concern is not that it's not possible, technically, to do a you know, bypass for this specific phone that works just for this one. But the thing is that once they do it, it does prove that it is doable. And that's the concern that they have. Now, I understand there's over a dozen other requests by the authorities for Apple to do the same thing with other iPhones. And that goes against what the White House says, which is it's only this one phone. That's all. Nothing else. Obviously, that's not true. We're going to ask more questions of Apple versus the FBI with Dr. Timothy Summers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many 
formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Paid non-attorney spokesperson, Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with Principal Office in Houston, Texas, is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle, live with Gene Steinberg. So, Timothy, let's continue with this here. 
That is the danger that Apple raised, which is once the genie's out of the bottle, Apple does this one time. Suddenly, that makes it possible for anyone in authority to make a similar request and the courts will accept it because there's precedent. Right. And that, that's, the, that's the concern that they have is the, is the setting of precedent. Once, a, once this precedent's been set, uh, not only, you know, just here in the United States, it does open Apple up to it potentially being an issue in other countries as well. We assume that Vladimir in Russia <laughs> will say to Apple, sure. okay, if you want to continue to sell iPhones in Russia, we have to have backdoor access for security. China, you want to continue to build iPhones at Foxconn? Okay. Right. We have to have access. So this is the can of worms. But that is an issue where the FBI is not talking about that. The White House is not talking about it. Certainly Donald Trump isn't talking about it, which is it's not one phone that's impossible. Once you do that, it is just a mess out there. Right. And so a perfect example here, Gene, is really what we saw with BlackBerry and the uh, government of India. And uh, if you remember that situation, after the, uh, I think if it was 2000, I want to say it was back in 2008, there was a, you know, if you remember, there was an Islamic militant group that carried out some attacks for four days in Mumbai. Well, after that, the Indian government, well, it turned out that those terrorists used their Blackberries to share and coordinate, share messages and coordinate the attacks. After that, the Indian government requested access from BlackBerry to their enterprise system so that the Indian government could then, you know, see the messages and decrypt the, the encryption uh, and the messages that were going across BlackBerry Messenger and emails. Well, BlackBerry fought that tooth and nail for years until the Indian government finally said, well, hey, look, if you don't give us access, we're just going to completely shut down your service in our country, specifically your email services and the use of BlackBerry Messenger. Of course, no company wants that, and you're talking a substantial hit to market share in that country. So BlackBerry eventually caved and gave them, gave them access. So we've seen this time and time again. This same situation has also happened in the UK as well as Saudi Arabia. So this is not a new situation at all. So the long and short of it is, Anyone who says just one phone, not possible. Now, another possibility was raised by a conservative columnist, a fellow named Charles Krauthammer, whom you might have heard of. And sure. He's a psychiatrist, I believe, a medical doctor. And he said, you know, Apple should just take the phone into their own labs. You know, they give them the phone, say, you figure out how to get the data. Don't tell us what it is. Just figure it out. Send us the data and you can keep the phone. But even that causes a danger because it means then if there's digital software within Apple, it means somebody within Apple can hack the company. Someone outside of Apple can hack the company to get at the software. And frankly speaking, and I raised this in the previous segment, it's kind of paranoid. And maybe it's kind of like 24 or TV procedural where someone says, okay, we'll kidnap an Apple executive until they give us this code. That's the payment. That's the ransom. Give us the code. We free the executive. I mean, it can open all sorts of crazy possibilities, couldn't it? Sure, of course it could. Actually, you know, I, one of my hacker buddies and I were talking about uh, how we might potentially hack into a, a financial institution. This was, you know, for a project, a research project. For, and we were just talking about different vulnerabilities in the systems and, lo and the logistics and the operations of the organization. 
And uh, one thing he said is, you know what? Well, you could just send someone in there with a, you know, with a team and an assault rifle and just go and uh, kidnap the executive and, <laughs> and force him to give you the codes. So that, that is always an option. <laughs> well, we know that we can't trust the U.S. government to keep anything a secret because somebody out there will get it. There are probably many Edward Snowdens out there waiting in the wings for something like this. So that's the something where it seems almost like deliberate ignorance that this is happening. And the other issue I heard raised by someone is that the government has, we've heard this, has objected to Apple's approach to encryption. They were looking for a test case, an excuse. This is the test case. This is the perfect test case. But you see, to make it worse is we have no idea what's on there because if these individuals had personal phones that they destroyed so the authorities wouldn't get the information, why would they be so stupid as to put any critical data on the company phone? Right. And that's really one of the, the you know, the big concerns here, right? Is what I mean, how much data could this this guy really have put on his company's phone, right? Considering that he had multiple devices. You know, now now there is another piece of information here, Gene, and that's that um Mr. Farouk may have actually changed the passcode on his phone recently or or previous you know, recently uh, considering before the attack. And uh, that's one of the things that has the FBI wondering about what might be on the phone. One of the things I was really interested in was uh, Tom Cotton, Senator Tom Cotton, uh, Arkansas Senator. It was his statements about Apple after Apple's refusal to obey that judge's order. And he specifically went on to say that, that the position that Apple has taken shows that they're unwilling to compromise with legislation. And then he, he went on to say that the, the encryption isn't just a terrorist issue, but it's a kidnapping issue, a child pornography issue, and that a company like Apple is becoming the choice for terrorists and drug dealers and sexual predators. And it was, it was so interesting that, uh, you know, this senator in specific, specifically, and there, were, there have been others, that went on to, to say that Apple was choosing to protect a dead terrorist's privacy over the security of the American people. And uh, that really brought home how the American public is starting to sort of take this uh, divisive, uh, you know, divisive frenzy over FBI versus Apple, not realizing that this really is just a, a perfect test, pa- uh, test case to make Apple a guinea pig. So to, to your point, um, this has been a really interesting dialogue and, and debate, you know, in the national arena. Also, I was under the impression that drug dealers, people like that, aren't going to use a commercially available product from Apple. They would buy one of these burner phones. So you use it for a few <laughs> days and you destroy it. Why leave any trail? Why right, leave right. anything there? Because they can't predict where well, something like this might happen. And now this is a wake-up call says... Don't put any encrypted data on your iPhone because the government will eventually get it. You need to buy a burner phone again or use another system. And here's another problem I raised, which was interesting. Say, in the unlikely event the terrorists use a messaging app on this iPhone 5C to send messages about terrorist activities, whatever. Why would it be Apple's? What about WhatsApp? From Facebook. So they could go in there and say, well, wait a minute, there's nothing on there. It's done in in WhatsApp. 
Maybe there's stuff there because there's some encrypted messages. So now they have to sue Facebook. I mean, right. it, it, this gets to be crazy. Right, right. I mean, where does it end, right? Uh, and, and, and that's something that's really, you know, really interesting. I mean, I mean Gene, come on. You, you don't think that the uh, drug dealers want to uh, have their plans posted in the iCloud? Uh. <laughs> they're not using apple gear they're using burner phones because you still have iCloud as you say you have to make sure you don't use your iCloud account you have to basically treat this as a burner phone right 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 it's been an interesting uh, situation i mean especially since you know from the 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 you know the the technical perspective um okay one it is possible for apple to you know, to do this, but, but do we really want them to do this is, is the question. And, because, you know, in the, in the public forum, they really have been making this about, well, the FBI just needs Apple to uh, unlock this phone. And so, you know, if you're in the security industry or in the tech industry at all, you know, we know that uh, it's about a lot more than that, right? We know that, there isn't a passcode attempt counter on the device. And, uh, and, and, and we know that, um, you know, on that 5C, you know, there, there's, it's not that it would take a lot of work for, you know, for this, uh, uh, this you know, device to be cracked into. Because, I mean, especially since on the uh, iOS, on the iPhones, there's a piece of the software called Springboard, which is what actually powers the lock screen. So, but they, the FBI is essentially asking for Apple to modify that code, uh, specifically adding code that uh, that really enables, um, you know, enables the capability of bypassing Springboard. Now that raises a bunch of things too, right there, which I'll ask you about, Dr. Sure. Timothy Summers with Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Out Live. are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com host. Once again, that's technightowl.com host. Is negative content or comments on the web affecting your personal or professional reputation? Unfavorable comments, embarrassing pictures, videos, legal documents, and negative articles can ruin your personal life, your career, or your business. It happens a lot, and it's just not fair. 
But what can you do? ReputationDefender.com can help protect your good name. Get a free consultation now. Call 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Call right now for a free expert reputation analysis. It's easy to squash the unfair attacks with our patented system, and the analysis is absolutely free. Make the best things about you jump out in searches. Protect your personal and professional reputation, your business, and your income. Get your free reputation analysis from ReputationDefender.com right now. Call 800-831-0771. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com to- Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have Dr. Timothy Summers, security guru, and we're talking about Apple versus the FBI. Now, here's part of it. It's one thing to say to Apple, okay, give us what you have, which Apple has actually done. Apple says they've already met with the authorities and done whatever they could do. They're saying, all right, now you manufacture something for us. You develop something for us. You create a product or service for us that meets our specifications. So in other words, a public agency, a law enforcement agency is demanding that a private company or a publicly traded company make a product for them under court order. Forget about what that product is. That's getting to be pretty much a slippery slope too. Right. This whole thing is a slippery slope. I mean, you know, once we start talking about, you know, the modifications of that, the FBI wants the uh, wants Apple to make right. I mean, I mean, it is it is a backdoor, and and that's the thing that we really have to clarify as well. The FBI is asking Apple to create a backdoor. Now, um, let me ask you another question here: Is it then possible for Apple to modify iOS or perhaps the Secure Enclave firmware on the iPhones to make it impossible to develop software that would? allow you to set up a backdoor? In other words, it's encrypted in such a way that there's no way to defeat that encryption with present-day technology. Can they just lock the backdoor permanently? That is, that, that is an unknown. The, the answer to that, it's an unknown unknown, right? I mean, because Apple set out to create uh, this software and, and this device such that, you know, creating a backdoor and it wouldn't be uh, possible. So now they're having to go in and, and figure out how to make it possible. And if they've figured out how to make it possible, even if they then figure out some way to potentially undo what they've just done, there's no guarantee that it can't be undone again. So- now, that's the other question I have here. And this goes to this outrageous claim from John McAfee, who says he could do it. So could a hacker, could Dr. Timothy Summers and one of your colleagues go in there and maybe as a third party develop a hack that would work? So, so the answer to that is, is unequivocally yes. You know, if you've got with enough time and opportunity, you know, and skills, sure, you can definitely do it. Now, I believe John McAfee said he could do it in, in three weeks. I'm not quite sure if John McAfee can do much of anything in three weeks these days. But, but, uh, but I, do, I, I, I do agree with him in the sense that it is doable. I mean, it is possible to get a group of hackers together and hack this device, yes. 
So maybe that's what they should be doing here if Apple won't do it. Recruit some of the top hackers. Find people on the so-called dark web and say, look, we will forgive you for some of your past crimes if you help us create like an ad hoc CSI cyber, which is the crime procedural on CBS where you have a group of former hackers who work with the FBI to solve cyber crime. So maybe that's the answer right there. If an independent party other than Apple could do it, why force Apple? Well, well, but I mean, but Gene, I mean, we, we, we know that the reason that the FBI is forcing Apple is to set that precedent that we mentioned earlier. By setting that precedent, they can then just leverage Apple's resources anytime they need a, you know, need to hack into an iPhone. That's really what this is all about. Sure. So even though it may be theoretically possible to hire independent people to do it, once you make the company do it, you open the door and it's easier next time. Here, you're dealing with an uncertainty. You don't know how long it will take a team of hackers to break in. It can take them a week, a month. You don't know. And of course, not only just that, but see, by having Apple, you know, by having Apple at your disposal, you can not only have a uh, guaranteed way of hacking into the phones, but you also now have a guaranteed way of having things uh, integrated into the, the platform itself. And see, that's that's the bigger strategic play. Now, the other theory is find a former Apple employee. Now, we understand they will sign a non-disclosure agreement. So when they leave Apple, they can't do anything. But if they are ordered by the FBI or a judge to do it on penalty of contempt, they may have to do it anyway. That's another possibility. Well, that's a definite possibility, right? I mean, you know, I've seen people do <laughs> do worse things uh, to, to get away from jail time, right? <laughs> well, it's like the criminal saying, well, have you seen your daughter lately? Well, if you help us do this, you will see your daughter very soon now. Right, right, right. And, and, and I think that that's a, that's a real potential case. Now, on the, on the flip side here, Gene, what about, let's just say Apple does this for the FBI. But what's to stop an Apple employee from selling how they did that? Right? To sell, from selling it to another government. Uh, I mean, how many times have we seen the plans and sketches and potential prototypes of new Apple devices being sold right on the black market? I mean, if, if there were a, a hack worth selling, this would be it, would it not? The key being there are no secrets. There is no way that people can be 100% uncorruptible. There's always a price. The price could be the life and safety of a family member or close friend or your wallet. Sure. There's a price. And most people could be forced at the very end of it to do something. So it does open a real serious issue. So before we continue and we expand this, how do you think it's going to turn out? Now, Apple's defense is also going to be about free speech. And civil, civil liberties. Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, if, if, if history is any indica- indicator, uh, we definitely know that eventually Apple is going to have to cave, right? Uh, because this is this is one of those debates that that uh, has continuously come uh, come up, and if if what's happened in any other countries is uh, also an indicator, um, eventually Apple will cave. So basically, you think that if it goes to the Supreme Court, they will overwhelmingly approve this, even though they're one member down. There'll still be enough there 
for them to approve and say, okay, by a um, 5-3 margin, eight justices. Apple yeah. got to do it. If Apple is ordered by the Supreme Court to do it, that's the end of the story. Right. Well, I, I, I'm not sure if I think it'll be, uh, I don't think it'll be necessarily overwhelming, but I do think that uh, in the end, um, the, the, the courts will rule uh, in favor of the FBI here. And, and uh, Apple has already said that if the courts uh, order them to do it, they will. If the Supreme Court orders them to do it, they will. Um, Apple has already made that statement. So, so in this particular case, now we're just waiting for, you know, waiting for it to elevate to that level. Now, the other issue here is Apple's calling for a commission to be formed that groups government leaders and private industry to set standards. Right, right. And, 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 and that's, you know, that makes sense. I mean, really, this was, I mean, the FBI put this in the public forum and Apple just took it a bit further by saying, hey, look, we need to actually pose this as a conversation for society. Uh, but, but originally, you know, Apple preferred for this to be a, a simple conversation between uh, them and the FBI. Uh, but the FBI made it a public one once they brought in the, uh, <laughs> the court mandate. Well, they forced the issue. But of course. in the end, it would possibly call for legislation. But of course, you can't get Congress to agree on anything anymore. So that makes it almost impossible. Right, right. And uh, depending on where you stand on uh, the the current, um, you know, the presidential candidates, you know, yeah, I mean, there's the you can argue that we're going toward, um, you know, more cooperation and collaboration, or you can argue that we're going completely against. (laughs) Well, the irony would be that on the day that Apple is forced to do this, they do what they have to do and maybe take some a couple of weeks and they come in there and then it's disclosed. Well, we didn't find anything on the iPhone. It was all for naught. It was all a waste of time. This is not a waste of time. This is the Tech Night Out Live. You can check out our premium version of the show called Tech Night Out Plus. Go to plus.technightout.com. That's plus.technightout.com. We have Dr. Timothy Summers for more on the Tech Night Out Live. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com.
We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. Attention citizens, this man has received national attention for accurately predicting every major financial trend, including the market crash of 2008. His name is Harry Dent, and in his newly released book, he is making even bigger and bolder predictions that have the potential to devastate the world economy and your personal wealth. You can get a free copy of Harry Dent's bestseller, The Demographic Cliff, containing never-before-published information by simply visiting www.harrydentresearch.com. Again, that's www.harrydentresearch.com. Are you tired of the cold this winter? Are you prepared for the next blizzard or snowstorm? What will you do when the power and heat go off? That could be our future. Fortress Clothing's Bug Out Bag with our head-to-toe solution is your one-step answer to survival in the cold. It doesn't expire, it doesn't go bad, it's lightweight and mobile, and it doesn't just sit on the shelf waiting for an emergency. You can use Fortress today. Be warm and comfortable if you or your family work in the cold. Be warm and comfortable while you play, hunt, fish, camp, ski, paraglide, go sledding with the family, or just shovel the walks. You will never be cold again. FortressClothing.com is the answer. Your emergency preparedness solution to the cold. Your solution to working or playing in the cold. Visit us at FortressClothing.com and enter RADIO. Buy now and receive your 20% off discount. You will never be cold again. FortressClothing.com. It could save your life one day. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Dr. Timothy Summers talking about Apple versus the FBI. And your conclusion here is at the end, the authorities will have the legal right to ask Apple to do it. And that's the end of it. And the door is open. That's where it goes. So in that event, you'd then think that suddenly Apple's going to be giving back doors to everybody, every government, every 
police authority is just going to be a mess for everyone? Well, I, I wouldn't say that it's going to go. I wouldn't go that far. But but what I will say is that once Apple does that for the United States government, it is going to open doors for other governments to make the same requests. Uh, now, of course, Apple, you know, will have the grounds and the ability to, uh, you know, to fight that. But one thing that you know we did learn, the public rather did learn from Edward Snowden's. Uh, classified document leak is that other governments, for example, China pays attention to how the United States handles encryption. And so that's really something to, to consider as well. So as you say, whatever happens here happens everywhere. So the entire issue of encryption is going to be Apple encrypts your device with the exception is when the government needs it. So it's partly encrypted. But then again, you know, that goes back to all the previous examples of security before we had encrypted iPhones, there have always been ways to get the data. You know, this is a right. very, very recent development that suddenly the company is forced to make a backdoor. Before then, you could just do it. Right, right. Well, keep in mind, I mean, another, you know, uh, revelation from the, the, the data dump that Mr. Snowden did was that the government was uh, or has been making requests every six months or so to the tech companies for user data for, for years. And so, you know, as you said, the companies, the government was able and has been able to make these requests. But now where things have really sort of changed here is that the companies are making more secure software as we requested, as the government requested. And as the companies do that, we're having to see the government request more complicated, uh, complex backdoors or, or access to data. That in, that in, therein is really the, the nature of this beast. So it's just going to be one step after the next step. No matter what yeah, the companies yeah. do, the government will request access, will demand access, unless, as I said, Apple could develop a way to make it a complete solution where, okay, it'll take us 256 years to break in because we've made it impervious to our attempts to break in. Right. You know, really, there is a, a philosophy or a really a rule of thumb that we do consider in security, and that is that no system is unhackable. And if you design the system, you are the person who has the most capabilities for figuring out how to uh, undo what you've done. Now, we see, of course, that Apple and Google are pretty much in lockstep. Microsoft, not so. And Bill Gates really kind of going both ways, talking out both sides of his mouth about this, where it seemed like he favored the FBI, but maybe then not so much. They wavered more. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have to keep in mind also that Bill Gates is really, he's, he's stood on both sides of, of the government's favor, right? I mean, he's been, a, you know, a, a, you know, we think of that Microsoft. Microsoft was the company that, you know, the software that everyone was using, but it was, it was also one of the most hated companies in terms of uh, security. Bruce Schneier, a former CTO of Counterpane uh, Securities, said that, um, or, or an or in, in, um, information security company, uh, said that he felt that Microsoft uh, didn't consider, the Microsoft operating system didn't take into account security, and that security was always an after effect or, or an after, something that, that Microsoft considered after they created the software, an afterthought. 
So it's definitely important to consider that Microsoft has been the both the messiah and the pariah <laughs> uh, across the board. And I think Bill Gates has had many an opportunity to fulfill requests for the government. And so his stance, uh, I believe, is reflective of that heavily. As you say, Microsoft was late to the party. Supposedly, the latest versions of Windows, though, are pretty secure. Windows 10 is pretty secure, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, well, keep in mind, or if you remember, uh, it was what, after Vista, they did a complete overhaul of the operating system, right? Windows but, but 7, see, yes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So after Vista was 7. So, But at that point, though, if you, if you remember, uh, security was definitely much more in demand, right? The government, I mean, think about Microsoft's history in terms of being a, you know, a, one of the biggest companies in the world, and specifically in our country, in the United States, the uh, security became something that was not just a request, but became a requirement. The government required that security be built in. Uh, users began requiring that security was, an, was a necessity in their lives. So Microsoft, in order to, to truly continue to compete, had to build a more secure platform. Well, also, I still think people using Windows do need to have antivirus software. Right, right. Well, yeah, they do. They do. You know, another thing to keep in mind is that Apple really started uh, expanding their market share substantially. And then if you, if you recall, you know, around that same time where Apple had, you know, their, their new lines of products coming out, uh, the new, you know, the iPhone, the I, you know, iPads, iPods, all of that stuff, when that when their product line really started changing up, Apple really started advertising that their operating system, the foundation of their operating system was Unix. And that really changed the security conversation as it you know, related to Apple products. So in order to compete with that and keep up with that kind of progress, Microsoft really had to step up their security game. Now, just in passing, remember the first computer virus was discovered under Unix, right? Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. But uh, but in terms of the systems that were used uh, more, you know, you know, dominantly in the market, right? Microsoft was, you know, Microsoft Windows was that platform, and of course, because most people used it um, and continue to use it, you know, it, there were always more viruses for it. So that that <laughs> the the law of numbers really hit Microsoft pretty hard there. Nowadays, though, I think the security problem, the bigger security problems are mostly Java and Flash related, right? Well, many of them are, but I mean, we're, we're definitely seeing a lot of vulnerabilities in the web application sector, but we're also starting to see a lot more in the mobile sector as well. Uh, but web, app web applications still take the cake. So let me go on to this because this is definitely something that we should discuss in more detail. We're continuing our discussions of security. We'll focus more now on the individual platforms and security in the latest updates. Our guest is Dr. Timothy Summers. You're listening to the Tech Night Out Live, where we have a special feature of the show called Tech Night Out Plus. You can get a version of the show without the ads with better quality audio for a modest subscription fee. Just check out plus.technightout.com, plus.technightout.com. Thank you for listening to GCN. 
Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. It's about time something new came along for better selling and buying online. And I found it. What now, Marge? It's buysellmakeoffer.com. Never heard of it. It's a brand new company. That's why you've never heard of it. It's the newest and best way to sell any products online. I did all the research. Sell my car? Yes. Our home? Yep. My golf bag? Your golf clubs. All of them. How about your purse collection hoard? Hey, now. You said any product. Right. I did. Hmm. We get 30 days free. Really? Packages starting from only $7.95. And buysellmakeoffer.com will never charge item fees ever. Mm. Never. And this is cool. Listen to this. You can even use Skype or video to show your items. That's cool. Yes. All we have to do is go to the website, sign up, and then load our stuff to sell. I love this site. Buysellmakeoffer.com. Buysellmakeoffer.com. You got it? Buysellmakeoffer.com. Buy, sell, makeoffer.com better selling better buying serious investors and traders want to make 81 percent return in 60 seconds use the same secret algorithm professional hedge fund managers use to make billions of dollars of profits turn 250 dollars into 4903 dollars in just seven clicks of a mouse our tool is so simple that my 82 year old grandmother can use it to make insane stock market profits go to bigbuckriches.com Watch the free video before the hedge funds make us take it down. Go to BigBuckRiches.com. From the Robert Allen System, current returns not indicative of future results. Hi, my name is Nick Lupo. One World Way has been by far the best protein that I've ever had. I take it three times a day. Once in the morning as soon as I wake, once for a pre-workout snack, and once for a post-workout recovery drink. It has helped me transform and sculpt my body into what I have now. I began taking the product about two years ago, and boy, let me tell you, I'm in the best shape of my life. I've seen major muscle mass gains and have 0% body fat. I have had people at my gym ask if I compete in bodybuilding because of how lean and muscular I am. I used to suffer from everything everyday aches and pains from hard manual labor my whole life and arthritis that runs through my family. But One World Way has helped me take that everyday pain from a 10 to a 3. Some days I feel no pain at all, just full of life and energy. It has also helped my skin look younger and healthier. Thank you, Synergistic Nutrition, for One World Way. Call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. 
You know about RVs, you've heard about bunkers, but surviving is not recreation, and man wasn't made to live underground. Introducing Survivalist Camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid survival bug-out house that's mobile, well-equipped, and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Go to survivalistcamps.com to learn more. That's survivalistcamps.com, providing your basic needs to survive. Survivalistcamps.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. We have Dr. Timothy Summers here, and you were mentioning that a lot of the Potential malware is online. Does that mean clicking on a bogus site or something? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely uh, that's definitely one of the ways for sure. Clicking on bogus sites, links that you don't recognize. Phishing is the is the perfect example there. But but yeah, I mean, you should just stay away from clicking on any links that you have no idea what they where they go and where they came from. All right. Now, looking at Flash specifically, it appears now that the move is inevitable that Flash will be more or less phased out over the years in favor of HTML5. Is that mostly because of security? Well, I think security does play a pretty heavy role in that, in that, you know, in that, that shift. But, I mean, we saw so many security vulnerabilities come out of, uh, of the Flash platform. You know, they're, they're just, it's just been overwhelming to try to keep users secure, especially being that Flash is all over the place. And, and there's just been so many ways for you to, for, for you know, malicious hackers to incorporate and malicious code into action scripts and things like that that are built into Flash. So we see, of course, that Adobe has regular updates to Flash right now. Do you, you even use Flash anymore? No, I, I've even, in most cases, turned it off, like, you know, turned off the the, the, cap- the Flash capability in my browser. Um, and, uh, you know, many times, even when I'm using Tor, uh, you know, of course, you can't even really see Flash. So, yeah, I... I I try to stay away from it. And if I do use it, uh, I try to do it on a request-by-request request basis, so where the browser actually requests to run the Flash. So essentially, then, it's using Flash manually. You have to click on the video before you see it? Right, right. It'll, it'll say, you know, this, this video is not, gonna, you know, is not being automatically uh, played. Uh, you know, click on it to, to run it. And then, of course, after I do that, you know, it pops up another dialog box that says, do you want to continue to allow this or is this a one-time thing? So I'm pretty picky about that. What about Java? Is it the end of the Java plugin at this point? Well, that I'm not so sure about. I mean, we, we see Java having so many different applications. I, I think that Java's here to stay quite a bit longer, but, but you know, we are moving closer and closer toward uh, Techno, you know, better technologies, if you will. But but JavaScript is is one place where I've seen a lot of vulnerabilities. But but really, one of the biggest issues uh, with web apps is is web app development. Uh, how many times have you seen a, a text field that allows characters that shouldn't be allowed? Right. I mean, any of the times that I've ever 
done a SQL injection or a cross-site scripting attack. It's because the text field allowed me to put in special characters, and they weren't doing any uh, text sanitization. Would you give me an example of that? That's a little bit technical. So JavaScript is something where you normally will, say, access a site, and you have these elements that just appear instantaneously. And because they're going through JavaScript. But in terms of injecting malware, what is the thing here that allows you to enter extra codes? Is that programming or what? Right. Well, whenever a developer writes uh, the code for a website, specifically, let's just say they're using JavaScript. And let's just use a really simple example. You have a text input box where the user can input some text. If you set up that sort of uh, scenario, you should do what we call uh, text sanitization, where you create some code in the script that only allows certain characters to be entered into the text field or, or as part of the input. In other words, just regular alphanumerics? Right, right. And, and no special brackets and curly braces and things that, of that nature that are typically used for writing uh, code. So if you're not doing text sanitization, what that'll allow a malicious hacker to do is actually write code directly into the text box. And that code is then submitted. Let's just say, for example, you're using a, a mail form and you've got a, a, two, uh, te a text field that says two, where you would typically put in someone's uh, email address, for example. Well, if I wrote in some code there, that's, let's just say, from a cross-site scripting perspective, what it then does is it injects code into the server so that anytime someone goes to that page, that code that I wrote into your mail form <laughs> runs every time someone else goes to the, to the site. So if you were doing text sanitization on that text field, I would have never been able to inject that malicious code. All right, but a lot of times people who have web forms are using canned forms. So for example, using WordPress. So many of us have sites that are powered by WordPress and there are WordPress plugins that provide say a contact form. Sure, All right? sure. Where you basically enter name, address and a message. And this is done for businesses or personal use. But when you look at these plugins, as a regular user, you might look at the features. Well, this is easy to set up. This has this capability. How do I know? that that particular plugin with that particular contact form is safe. Is right, right. Well, the good thing about using um, a platform like WordPress and using plugins, like for example, from WordPress, is that one, is that you, you pretty much guarantee that you're using a canned specialized plugin, right? Especially if it's one that a lot of people are using. So there's a better chance that it's safer uh, than if you, you know, just wrote the code yourself, right? So that's one of the one of the beauties of using platforms like WordPress is that everyone is really using a sort of standardized set of code that the developer could have special, you know, made sure, taken special effort to ensure that the code is safe. Now, of course, that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone's code is safe, but a simple way to test it out uh, would be to write in some special characters into the, the text field and see if, the, uh, if the, the, the plugin gives you, if it kicks back a message or if it just, uh, if it does sanitization, does it, does it accept the, the special characters or, or does it kick something back at you? That's well, a really that's a good question here. So our listeners hear what you're saying. And a lot of people who hear this show 
They may be home users or small business users. They have sites. They have the contact forms. What kind of characters should they enter to test the safetiness of their contact forms? Sure. One thing that you can that you can look into is curly braces, for example, curly braces, colons, semicolons, forward slashes, backslashes. Are those kinds of things allowed into the text field? Another really easy example is just go on Google, type in JavaScript code sample, and find a sample of code that comes up, highlight that code, copy it, and then paste it into your form, and then submit it, and then see how the form reacts to it. Now, if the form is doing text sanitization, the, the form will not have even, it wouldn't have processed that code. Uh, but if you actually get a, a, uh, you know, a return, so for example, the, you could use a JavaScript sample code for uh, doing a pop-up dialog box and then getting that code, copying it, pasting it into your form, if when you submit that code in your form, it actually does produce a dialog box, it's not doing text sanitization. If it is doing text sanitization, it won't produce the dialog box at all because it won't have run the code. Now, we have to hope that responsible developers know this. But I know that the contact form we use at the Tech Night Owl Live and technightowl.com and also the paracast.com has all sorts of security options that we use so we kind of think that we're not going to have to worry about that <laughs> but you know you, I'm, you know, sure and also you think that you have to hope also that a plugin that's approved by wordpress.org would at least observe basic safety concerns and the other one of course is forums you have all these forum scripts that allow you to set up message forums where you can send messages even then you should look at what they do with their contact forms and everything test them out and see. Of course, if it's a retail product as we use, we hope it's not a problem at all. We have, for one more segment, Dr. Timothy Summers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com 
owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the mineral doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for life too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Serious investors and traders want to make 81% return in 60 seconds? Use the same secret algorithm professional hedge fund managers use to make billions of dollars of profits. Turn $250 into $4,903 in just seven clicks of a mouse. Our tool is so simple that my 82-year-old grandmother can use it to make insane stock market profits. Go to BigBuckRiches.com. Watch the free video before the hedge funds make us take it down. Go to BigBuckRiches.com. From the Robert Allen System, current returns not indicative of future results. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. We have Dr. Timothy Summers. The first part of our interview with him, we were talking about Apple versus the FBI. His conclusion, ultimately, no matter what Apple does, they will have to comply with that order. And then there will be problems, but we're going to have to live with it. We're talking also about security concerns here. Now, let me ask you specifically about iOS, since obviously that is the focus of these skirmishes with the FBI iOS. 
there are no security apps for iOS because theoretically everything is secure. Is that true? Well, there's always issues, right? iOS has some really interesting and fascinating security mechanisms built into it for sure. And one of the, the, the things that we're particularly interested in, in terms of the iPhone 5C and, and, and on, is the security enclave. And to be quite frank, uh, I, it is my personal opinion that that is one of the reasons that uh, the FBI is, is making this a public situation, because when Apple decided to make the security enclave, that made a lot of government officials concerned um, in terms of their ability to, uh, to do surveillance. Now, what about the Android platform? Now, traditionally, Android is regarded as not as secure. And I remember when I used a couple of Android phones for quite a bit of time to test them against iOS, the first thing I did was go to Google Play and I found a load of apps for security, like old-fashioned virus software for Windows. So... Is that still an issue for Android? Well, uh, you know, Android platform is, is secure. It has definitely different security mechanisms than the, the Apple iOS platform. And, and actually, many security uh, experts, including myself, I mean, definitely applaud Apple on some of the security advancements and progress that they've made. But, but we have to keep in mind, I mean, back in 2008, uh, both Apple and Google, you know, made announcements that they were going to then be building security by default into their their devices and their platforms. Now, of course, the ecosystem for iOS apps is is definitely more closed than that for uh, Android, uh, but but that's by design, right? So Android definitely gives the user more flexibility to select the apps that they want to use in terms of whether they want apps that are from established developers versus apps from new developers. So I I think it's just a difference in platform uh, preference. So if you want the additional freedom, it's better to use antivirus software if you have to, just to give you that added ounce of protection? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, a lot of the same security apps that are available, in, in the major ones at least, uh, available on Android are also available on Apple. And, and keep in mind that in terms of developing new mobile apps, most developers start with the iOS platform because they figure, well, if they can jump through the hoops that Apple's put out there and they can get the Apple user base on board, then, um, you know, then they can definitely do the same in the Android market. And also the other thing is that uh, iOS users typically have a higher rate of loyalty because on the Android platform, there's so many options. Uh, you know, you can use a product, you can use an app this week, decide you don't like it, get rid of it, get another one. Whereas on the uh, iOS market, you know, you may have, you have a much more limited selection. So, you know, you're going to find one that you really like and you're going to stick with it. But then also, of course, because Apple has a higher restrictions and constraints in terms of the way you actually develop and design your apps, the, the products tend to come out a bit higher quality. Now, I did look up security apps on iOS, and they have something like McAfee Mobile Security. Speaking of McAfee, but mostly it simply adds levels of password protection to your personal data Sure. outside sure. of Apple. It's not something that's giving you antivirus protection. So, for example, it's putting extra protection on your photos. If someone gets control of your iPhone, they can still lock specific files to give you added protection. It's not like 
messages which would be encrypted. And it's not like, well, your iPhone is protected with the passcode. This is just more granular protection. It's not strict antivirus protection. Right. And, and that's one of the benefits that you get with the Android platform, right, is that, that granular levels of protection uh, to the nth degree. It just depends on how low and deep into the weeds you really want to go. But the thing I read about Android is because of the problems of pushing updates to end users, if there's a security problem, the chances that you will get an update on your Android device in a timely fashion or at all is very low. Yeah, that's relative, right? Dependent on, uh, also, it also depends on your carrier, depends on the device that you have. It is substantially different than the uh, iOS platform. But I, I will say that Android users tend to be a bit more cognizant, I think, of the security implications uh, of their mobile devices. Whereas I do believe that uh, Apple users, iOS users tend to have the it should just work uh, perspective. Many are a lot less technically inclined, just in the sense of just in the sense of how far in the weeds you're trying to go. Whereas a lot of the population that leverages the Android platform, usually you're talking folks who are developers who are very comfortable with managing their own, you know, personal cert certificates, security certificates, and all different types of, you know, software and, and configuration settings. There is a, a different sort of a kind of more of a tinkerer culture, if you will. I think that also adds into it as well in terms of the um, consideration and thought that goes into the updates. Sometimes it's an automatic deal. And then sometimes some people, especially depending on your carrier, has to have to go out and actually see if the, uh, update is available. And in the issue here, too, I would think the casual user on both platforms, they don't stray that far into getting apps. They'll get the popular stuff that everybody hears about, and they get on with their business. They don't take all that extra time to explore. I hope. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. I, I think that, you know, in, in this case, right, we see that you know, with, with the, the Apple platform, I, I think one thing that, that is we definitely need to talk about here, Gene, right, is in the Apple FBI conversation. The, uh, the Apple iOS ecosystem is a, is a really important part of this conversation, and, 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 and in the sense specifically from the security side of things. Because when we're talking about this, this security enclave, and we're talking about the FBI wanting to get into the phone and the passcode and it locking, the, locking them out, um, that is all part of you know, us really pushing these companies to make better platforms, right? To make a, a more secure device, to provide um, a means of really protecting our personal data. And, and so, you know, it, it really does put us in an interesting place where we're talking about being able to crack into some innovations that we've asked these companies to develop. We want them to give us more security. They do. And the authorities say, not so far. Timothy Summers, please tell our listeners where they can find more of the stuff that you do. Thanks, Gene. Uh, well, you can find me at the iSchool at the University of Maryland College Park on Twitter at HowHackersThink, uh, on the website at HowHackersThink.com. And yeah, come and check us out and look at our research. You can find us on Twitter. Look for Tech Night Owl. Look for Tech Night Owl on Twitter. Send us a tweet. Follow us. We'd love it. We might even follow you. If you want to find me on Facebook, look for a guy named Gene Steinberg, the guy with the red plaid shirt. I still have that shirt, by the way. And if you see it, hey, that's me. We have a second radio show about UFOs, things that go bump in the night called the Paracast at Paracast.com. 
That's Paracast.com. And this week on the Paracast, we feature a 10-year anniversary roundtable. We started that show at the end of February in 2006. We're still here, and there'll be special guests bringing you up to date and talking about the next 10 years at Paracast.com. And don't forget our special version of this show on Tech Night Owl Plus, where we give you the ad-free version of the show, free of the network ads, better quality audio, for a very modest subscription fee. We don't charge a lot for it. If you want to know more, go to plus.technightowl.com. That's P-L-U-S dot We have simple sign-up instructions there. Choose the period you want to test it. Go month to month. We even offer lifetime subscriptions. And the Tech Night Owl Live has been here for nearly 14 years now. We're not going anywhere. Dr. Timothy Summers, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thanks, Gina. I appreciate it. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.